we're talking about quadrupling my testosterone level in my late 50s in comparison to when I was a young guy between the ages of 20 and 30 and training too hard. Welcome to the Be Rad Podcast, where we explore ways to pursue peak performance with passion throughout life without taking ourselves too seriously. I'm Brad Kearns, New York Times bestselling author, former number three world-ranked professional triathlete, and Guinness World Record Masters athlete. I connect with experts in diet, fitness, and personal growth and deliver short breather shows where you get simple, actionable tips to improve your life right away. Let's explore beyond the hype, hacks, shortcuts, and sciency talk to laugh, have fun, and appreciate the journey. It's time to be rad. I want to tell you about wildhealth.com. They're an online provider of comprehensive precision medicine and health consultation services. They offer DNA analysis, custom lab panels, extensive medical intake form with family history and lifestyle preferences, and regular online visits with a board-certified precision medicine physician and a health coach whom you can message anytime through their convenient app. Wild Health evaluates your data to determine what you need for nutrition, exercise, sleep, and supplements, and you can experiment, consult, and retest to get everything dialed in. You'll get a cutting-edge epigenetic test of DNA methylation to calculate your all-important biological age and have fun lowering your age over time instead of following the mainstream path to accelerated aging. It's time to strive for awesome instead of just normal. Did you realize that only 6.8% of Americans are deemed metabolically healthy and only 2% are declared optimal? That's disgraceful, but you can turn things around quickly. Please visit wildhealth.com and you will see that this is the absolute gold standard of personalized medicine and it's available to you right now. Telemedicine available anywhere in the USA. Wild Health is generously extending BRAD podcast listeners 20% off the cost of membership. Just visit wildhealth.com slash Brad or use the code BRAD20 at checkout to get 20% off and start taking control of your health today at wildhealth.com slash Brad. Welcome to part seven of the ongoing series of Breather Shows on how to optimize testosterone naturally. We are going to talk about avoiding overly stressful workout patterns. We talked in part six about the benefits and the importance of performing brief, explosive, high-intensity efforts. In part five, we talked about the critical obligation of increasing all forms of general everyday movement, not just for your fitness objectives, but for your hormone status. And then in part four, we were into the uh, importance of consuming nutrient-dense animal foods. Part three was nutrient-dense fruit and other plant foods. Uh, number two was ditching toxic processed modern foods. And number one was the importance of uh, sleep, rest, recovery, and downtime. So that was the recap of the previous six episodes. And now we have a very important one because a lot of people interested in hormone status and being the best they can be are out there putting in work and getting fit, but there is an extreme danger and extremely destructive consequences of overdoing it, especially when it comes to sex hormone optimization. You've heard me talk 
about uh, Dr. Herman Ponser's statement that uh, uh, repair, reproduction, growth, and locomotion are a zero-sum game. Borrow too much from one, and you compromise the other. So if you're overtraining, if you're putting too much energy into that locomotion category, and that covers everything that we do, uh, burning energy and moving and exercising, uh, we're going to compromise uh, repair, growth, and reproduction. And that's uh, the easiest and most reliable sign that you are out of balance with your fitness and overall activity endeavors is when you compromise reproductive function. For the male, you have the uh, general insight that your libido is diminished due to or driven by uh, an excessive exercise program. And the most dramatic and reliable example of how overtraining can compromise reproduction is the common occurrence among elite uh, low body fat female athletes of amenorrhea, the cessation of menstruation. So the female literally loses reproductive, reproductive function driven by uh, a high stress exercise program and a body fat level that drops too low to facilitate uh, fertility. And that's something that those going for the Olympic gold are probably not too worried about at the time. Uh, but it was interesting to read a recent article, or I think it was a podcast episode, talking about the elite American female distance runner, Elise Cranny. And she was talking about when her training got out of balance and her results were uh, inferior. She uh, relocated, got a new coach and, and turned things around. But one of her symptoms that she was trying to correct was amenorrhea. So even the very most elite female runners want to preserve fertility and reproductive function, not because they're trying to have a kid necessarily uh, by the next season, but because it's a sign and a status that general health is in balance while pushing hard and training hard. So uh, we want to make sure that we're feeling good in every way as we pursue these ambitious fitness goals. And overtraining is one of the ultimate killers of testosterone. When I was in my younger years, ages 20 to 30 was when I raced on the professional triathlon circuit. And all that training, all that competition, all that jet travel served to make me a fairly unhealthy, in a general sense, unhealthy young person. And I would test my blood frequently, especially when I got tired and burnt out from a lot of traveling, a lot of racing. And over that 10 year period of time, my serum testosterone level between ages of 20 and 30 was between 200 and 300. Gee, that's easy to remember. A young guy in his prime is <laughs> coming in with what would be considered uh, quite low serum testosterone numbers for uh, a male in that age group. Uh, now, as I talk about frequently, these days in my mid-50s are uh, you know past my uh, prime in terms of reproductive fitness and testosterone status. My numbers are much better. And in fact, some of my best numbers over the last five years are up there in the 95th to 99th percentile, even for young people. And that has been uh, my best number I've seen is 1,004. I had an 803 serum testosterone recently. So again, we're talking about quadrupling my testosterone level in my late 50s in comparison to when I was a young guy between the ages of 20 and 30 and training too hard and traveling too much. So uh, it's pretty uh, important to reflect upon this. Test your testosterone levels frequently. It's inexpensive. You can go online and order tests. 
You can sign up with the MerrickHealth.com slash Brad consulting program and get expert one-on-one guidance. This has helped me tremendously. And I got a huge bump. I believe it was from around the 650 serum level up to uh, over 800 after a few months of following the supplement regimen recommended by my uh, direct consultant, nurse practitioner, Angelica at Merrick Health. So you can definitely get some optimization with that expert help, but I strongly recommend testing frequently because when you see downward trends in your serum testosterone and in your free testosterone, it can be a reliable indicator that your stress rest balance is a little out of whack. Now, here's the problem with the mainstream fitness industry. A lot of the programming, your Peloton, your CrossFit, your bar, your boot camp classes, your spinning and other indoor exercise protocols, group exercise, uh, they are inherently promoting overly stressful workout patterns. These uh, popular exercise programs and, and home fitness equipment and the programming that comes with it are taking you through quite challenging workouts designed to get you pumped up, get you sweating, get you burning a lot of calories as shown on the meter. And you can proudly show how many calories you burned and they last for a significant length of time. A lot of times an hour is the benchmark when it comes to group programming in the fitness facility. And so by definition, when you challenge the body in this high intensity interval training type of workout where you're asked over and over to deliver uh, you know, difficult, challenging efforts lasting from 10 seconds to 30 seconds to a minute to two minutes to five minutes, whatever it is, tempo runs when you're uh, joining the running group for the Tuesday night workout at the track. These are inherently uh, uh, risky when it comes to drifting into overtraining pattern. That's why uh, endurance athletes know, and this is a strong uh, element of the primal endurance mastery course, that you wanna focus on building an aerobic base and doing the vast majority of your workouts in the aerobic heart rate zones, that comfortable heart rate zones. Now they're calling uh, zone one and zone two, uh, Dr. Phil Maffetone's formula, 180 minus your age and beats per minute should be the recommended upper limit when you're doing sustained cardiovascular activity at the vast majority of your workouts. Now, when you're sprinting or doing high intensity strength training, heart rate is pretty much irrelevant. I never even wear a heart rate monitor when I'm doing a sprint workout because I'm not in that steady state cardio where I'm monitoring the different uh, the different uh, metabolic systems that are in use when I uh, put my heart rate at certain levels and I wanna keep them low to ensure I'm getting an aerobic workout. But the key with high intensity strength training in the gym or a sprint workout is to design the workout appropriately so it's not too stressful. And when it comes to sprinting, as I've talked about so many times and talked about in the last show, we wanna have that template where we're only sprinting for between 10 and 20 seconds for four to eight reps with extensive rest in between the sprint sessions. Now, in the gym, when we're talking about doing a high intensity strength training session, as I described last time with the example of Dr. Doug McGuff's Big Five workout, uh, he recommends that to increase strength, you simply go in and perform a session that takes only around 12 minutes. It's a single set to failure of five uh, full body uh, functional exercises in the gym. And there's, of course, so many ways to engage in strength training. Uh, a lot of times the true enthusiasts like to go in there and spend longer than an hour in the gym 
uh, but they're taking a lot of rest between sets. And the overall goal is to get go hard and go home. So you're not in there lingering for two hours or two hours and 15 minutes or doing multiple sets to the point where you feel exhausted at the end of the workout. So you can get a fantastic high intensity strength training session in mere minutes. And that keeps you sort of under the radar where you're not tempting this overly stressful exercise program in general. So short, explosive, high intensity workouts, and then comfortably paced, sustained workouts is the formula to escape from this trend of overly stressful programming. And I mentioned, uh, I, I did name some names and nothing against those great things. It's way better than, uh, than sitting on the couch and being inactive. But if you have that fabulous Peloton bike in your living room and you're going through some of the sessions, consider uh, toning things down overall so that you're not exceeding your aerobic heart rates frequently and many times in a single session and you're not doing a lot of high intensity pedaling sessions in a week. One or two is probably fine. Same with CrossFit. Wonderful community, wonderful camaraderie. I love how they uh, forge elite fitness through disparate challenges. But in many cases, uh, in, in many individuals who are not highly uh, adapted when they walk into the gym, um, the workouts have potential for lasting too long and being a bit too strenuous. You need to work up to those really grueling sessions and do them few and far between and curtail the duration of your sessions or the duration of uh, the time when you're really working hard and needing to recover and doing another hard effort. So when I say, hey, don't work out for longer than an hour, if you're warming up and doing foam rolling for 15 to 17 minutes, of course, we're not counting that chunk. We're talking about the chronic overproduction of stress hormones due to workouts that are a little bit or a lot too difficult and last a little bit or a lot too long and are performed too frequently with insufficient rest in between them. And I know that's a long sentence, but that's sort of the definition of a schedule that's not really uh, working great for you and has uh, minimal return on investment and maximum risk of overdoing it and suppressing your testosterone accordingly. Uh, another big problem is that these workouts, when you push yourself hard and do a high energy, lively group class with the music and the cheering uh, uh, compadres, you feel great, you get a rush of endorphins afterward, you feel like you accomplished something, you get to go home and write in your journal your time for the benchmark workout and try to get faster next week and all those things feed to our competitive intensity and not to mention our egos. So it's difficult to extricate yourself and have the patience, the focus and discipline to perform workouts that are within your capabilities. But again, I want to point to the example presented by the elite athletes in every sport where they're training extremely hard. They're performing these amazing workouts that you can read about on the internet and Iliad Kipchoge doing eight times a thousand meters in two minutes and 40 seconds at high altitude. Wow, that's incredible. But the elite athlete is so highly adapted and so well-trained that even these epic workouts that we get to read about are within their capabilities, whereby they are not engaged in chronic overproduction of stress hormones, causing immune suppression, testosterone suppression, and all the downstream problems and risks like injuries and so forth. So take it easy on yourself. Of course, you got to go out there and punch it and push yourself hard, but avoid overly stressful workout patterns. That is number seven in a nutshell. And there's all this fascination with zone two cardio, and this is so important, and you have to do this many hours a week. And I'm thinking, 
hey, that's a great message because zone two is comfortable. But what about zone one? Let's put in a vote for going for a brisk walk. Even if you're an athlete training for an important marathon or upcoming event of some kind, uh, walking is a great fitness experience. You get a fantastic cardiovascular stimulation. As soon as you get up out of your chair and walk down the driveway to the mailbox to get the mail, you're most likely doubling your resting heart rate. So you're getting an aerobic training effect even when you perform workouts that are seemingly ridiculously easy. And I emphasize this point so strongly because I had to learn this halfway through my career as a professional triathlete where there was a lot of hammering and hanging in these crazy packs of cyclists in the streets of Los Angeles, running red lights with 40 cyclists at a time, and you're going 30 miles an hour and your tongue's hanging out. And I thought, this is the way I'm going to get in shape for cycling. But I learned going by myself and pedaling through the mountains at a comfortable aerobic heart rate and allowing my aerobic system and my musculature, the energy producing enzymes and my muscle cells to build and build and build their capacity without overstraining them and without feeling tired and fried and exhausted after workouts. That's what enabled me to break through and perform at a higher level. And yes, once in a while, when the clock starts and I'm at a race starting line, I'm going to go balls out and have a fantastic workout, but it's not a repeating pattern that becomes overly stressful. So tone things down and honor show number, number seven in the series. Thanks for listening. Hey man, how's your sexual function? Oh, uncomfortable talking about it? Look, we talk about our injured knees, our belly fat, so it's time to get focused on function. I want to tell you about Gainswave. This is a cutting-edge protocol where a handheld device sends low-intensity shock waves into your penile blood vessels to stimulate a healing response and promote increased blood circulation and the growth of new blood vessels. A skilled practitioner puts the Gaines Wave magic wand onto your magic wand, and after a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results. Gaines Wave reports an 80% success rate. Now, we know that popping pills is a popular penile protocol, but when you're working with clogged pipes, you just get a temporary Band-Aid effect when you take prescription drugs. Gaines Wave addresses the cause of age-related decline by stimulating growth factors and activating dormant stem cells. Translation, stronger, harder, more sustainable erections. I learned about Gainswave from my podcast guest, Dr. Judson Brandeis at the Brandeis MD Clinic in Northern California, and there's a robust network of Gainswave providers that you can find on their website near you. Complete a series of treatments, and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment, and while it's great for ED, Gaines Wave is for any man that wants to combat the effects of aging and get a little boost for your A-game. So please visit GainesWave.com slash Brad. That's G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E dot com slash B-R-A-D to find a practitioner in your area, and you can take advantage of my special promotion, buy six treatments, and get one free. You have nothing to lose and lots to gain from gainswave.com slash Brad. Thank you so much for listening to the BRAD podcast. We appreciate all feedback and suggestions. Email podcast at bradventures.com and visit bradkerns.com to download five free ebooks 
and learn some great long cuts to a longer life, how to optimize testosterone naturally, become a dark chocolate connoisseur, and transition to a barefoot and minimalist shoe lifestyle.